Lousy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fly Sweet Podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Titans game and talking about uh, Josh Jacobs, since it looks like he's got that banged up shoulder. And then, of course, giving you guys a preview of next week's and picks without thought. Well, the playoffs, Jose. <laughs> The, pl- the playoffs, isn't, that's, it's kind of funny how quick life changes in the NFL, although uh, I, for one, you know, I've been adamant every week, like, no, this, te- this, this team's not going in the playoffs. It's just it's just in another game like today, you know, defense doesn't show up, and without Josh Jacobs, no Trent Brown, so of course Carr was definitely not going to show up, and he doesn't have, once again, a good receiver, which is true. All those things are true, and it just once again, just cements the idea that we know who Derek Carr is. I mean, that guy is who he is, and it kind of sucks that, you know, me and you went to a game together for the first time, and, of <laughs> course, they're going to sure, <laughs> fall short flat on their faces into the mud. That's that's what that was what this looked like before the <laughs> before they put the tarp on in the field and such because it was raining all morning. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know you weren't – you didn't get to see that drive, but the drive – there was a drive at the end of the game. It was pretty much over. Oh, yeah. That car, it was fourth and one, fourth and goal or whatever, and car rolls out. No one's too open, but the game's out of reach. You know, you're down by 21 points. Throw the ball to someone and try to make something happen. Who cares if it gets intercepted? He throws it away. Like, why why he thinks he wants to throw it away, that's not a winning mentality, dude. That's just proof over and over again that you've quit. And a little bit that kind of like struck a nerve with me when I see Carr getting off the field when he throws a, a like a bad pass. He he's always like throwing his arms up and waving around, and you can tell that he looks like he's cussing out his receiver. Like why it's your fault? Well, he and that's cuss. just well, that's what we that's freaking what we think. freaking out. Of yeah. <laughs> oh, what the freak, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we think. But no, yeah. Per, point yeah. is, he's just getting all flamboyant about it, getting all dramatic and all illustrative about it. And reality is, is it even like, dude, is it even the receiver's fault? Maybe it's just because he's been, he's like, oh, I've been in the league so long, so I know it's right. So he's maybe, maybe that's that mentality he has, but who knows? Or maybe, of course, it is a bad route run, but no, man, like, it, you know, it starts with him and then circling back to the defense. It's just once again, like, that's truly, that's the, that's the root of the cause of yeah. why there's no way in hell I was believing in this team. And they showed it again today. Yeah. I mean, on the car situation, you know, I saw that floating around social media. And I mean, obviously, like you said, you know, game was well out of reach at that point. But it's like it draws me back again to last year against the Chargers where, you know, he throws that screen at, at uh, Jalen Richard's feet on fourth and one. Again, mm-hmm. you know, all harp on that play call as well. But it's the same situation of like, man, like you have nothing to lose. Like scramble around, like go into backyard football, you get sacked, you throw a pick, it's a 21-point game, and it's fourth down anyway. Like, just do something other than just throw it away. And it's yeah. kind of like what you were saying last week of, like, you know, we want this guy. We're like, all right, he's going to learn. He's going to keep getting better, you know. But at the end of the day, he just doesn't. He just doesn't learn. He makes the same mistakes he made last year. He makes the same mistakes he made two years ago. You know, it's it's getting frustrating. You know, again, like, like you said, you know, I'm not going to put – this game all on his shoulders, a lot of things working against him. But 
and I mean, 42 points, granted seven of them were on uh, offense, you're, you're not going to win like that. But again, it was like another game where we're sitting here like, hey, Derek, we need you to be Superman. We need you to keep the playoff team's playoffs hopes alone, alive. Sorry. And you you fall short. Like, mm-hmm. you just don't deliver. And Especially it's like, without Josh Jacobs. I mean, maybe it's also too unfair because, you know, the, he, was, he, was without, he was without Trent Brown. So, of course, in yeah. his head, he probably – he car himself probably doesn't even trust Brandon Parker to save his life. Oh, so and I wouldn't either. <laughs> he's like, there's no way in hell I'm sitting back on that pocket for longer than three seconds just to like try to deliver down the field. And you know, it's 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 but you know, it's it's pretty much when the when the game falls to your feet, you still have to just hang in there and just step up in the moment. You know, you notice how Carr doesn't talk about Mamba mentality for a good while now because <laughs> he doesn't have it. He's not he's not that he doesn't have that killer instinct. That's false. I understand he has all those clutch game-winning drives, but you know it's it, well, he only shows up in those moments. Why can't he show up entering the game and throughout? It's a little, it's really infuriating to see, and um, it, we know what he is at this point. It's yeah. beating a dead horse, but instead of beating a dead horse like with the defense, why don't we start thinking about you know getting rid of the horse and Paul Gunther? Because I'm about fed up and tired of seeing like this guy just. Every third down defensive play was oh. I already it was oh short, like a couple of yards of the sticks. I, I I was I swear to God, man, I was right there with my dad just calling it. I'm like Jesus, the Titans man, were I, the Titans were eight of eleven on third down. That's pretty. That's the yeah. That's that's not gonna do it. Yeah. That's that's hor- horrible. And you're at home, and you know you guys preach about how oh, your injuries and we're gonna be at home. It's gonna make it all better. Like no, it's not. Every, whatever doesn't matter what fields you're on. Everyone's gonna know how horrible of a scheme you have. And once again, it is also through a defensive lacking talent, which I'm still going to harp on. Yeah. But, you know, when you get more games and just keep seeing the same things, it's just like with Carr. I mean, how long are we going to keep up with this? I mean, at least with Carr, it's like we can't we can't just be like, let's get rid of them and just insert a rookie in there. Because then, you know, we're, <laughs> we're probably going to be all frustrated about why that rookie is not playing up to par yeah. either. But, you know, the defensive side, something's got to change, whether it was with Gunther or like totally go 100 percent full drive full drive of an of a draft with nothing but defensive picks because I, I i don't know at this point it just feels like you know you got a, like a nice some some nice young seeds with you on the team but it still feels like you're way far off i mean yeah i i, I totally totally agree with you you know i think there is a lack of talent on the defense but there's no glimmer of hope you know we were talking about it um i think it was after the texans game maybe a couple games after that where we're seeing you know linebackers and I granted it's in zone coverage, which whatever. Okay, sure. Linebackers on wide receivers and third down. I'm like, that's like, it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter if it's Tyre Whitehead mm-hmm. or somebody else. Like that's not a favorable matchup. You're not putting Speaking your of guys, Whitehead. Yeah. Speaking I mean, of Whitehead, didn't he we'll let get up the another touchdown again? Yeah. Jesus, we'll get, man. We'll get to that guy in a second. But I mean, serious, but it's like, I'm, I'm sitting there at looking at Paul Gunther's defense. And I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just me. I just don't see the thought or the scheme behind it. I know he runs a bend, but don't break system. But so far in Oakland, all it's done is break. Like, yeah. And you had all 22 live view of it just now too. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it's just infuriating. And it's like, you know, I, I mean, I want, I would like to see somebody else at the helm. Maybe it's just a fact that they haven't played well. And I kind of want to see some fresh meat in there but mm. I honestly, I mean, Gruden at some point, I feel like he's just going to stick with his guy. And it's, it's frustrating too. Cause you know, we think back to the draft and we keep harping on it. You know, they drafted guys with Paul Gunther's scheme in mind. You know, we're again, I'll harp on it again. We sacrifice talent at the pick to go with scheme fit. 
And it's like, well, what do you do now? Do you sit there and basically say, oh, yeah, maybe these draft picks that we made that were thinking with Paul Gunther's talent or were thinking with Paul Gunther's scheme in mind, now we just scrap that and move on? Or yeah. do we keep trying to make something work that might just happen? And you know, it's just for me, I just like to see them at least start to get just good players on defense. Stop going with this, we know we need the scheme fit or whatnot. X, and X player is mm-hmm. a better scheme fit, so we go with him. Just go with the better players at this point, you know, as we start to get to the offseason. And then, you Please. know, at that point, if Paul Gunther can't adapt, then then I think it's that's when we end up making the decision. But, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, man. I I feel like I, a change of scenery or a new man at the as a defensive coordinator is what's, what we need right now. And that's why it's so annoying just to keep watching Cleveland Farrell out there just do nothing. I mean, what, he had like two okay games this year, and like his best game was like yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago or a few weeks ago, and it's just – constant reminder of like wow they drafted him because he was a scheme fit and all he is is a run defender and even then it's like you know you you, you drafted top five top ten for a run defender it's pretty yeah. pathetic you could have had josh allen and it's a like, go oh, scheme fit scheme fit and once again just the points you just said i mean i'm pretty sure if they had josh allen today that would have been nice so ryan Tannehill wouldn't have sliced and diced <laughs> that defense for 391 yards and three tugs <sighs> I mean, come on, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, guy that was oh a backup my. at the start of the season, six, or the shit, who... seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago. Exactly. I mean, credit to him. He is a good quarterback. Yeah. Like I said last week that he is a solid quarterback. He's not great, but he's solid and he's going to mm-hmm. help them lead those drives and help sustain him. And look, now Tennessee is winning. And yeah. I did expect this game to like reach blowout levels and look, it did reach blowout levels, but not because of Tannehill. I thought it was going to be Derrick Henry and as good as like he played today, <laughs> no, yeah. it really was all about Tannehill. No, it was. I mean, Tannehill shredded him. I mean, I know you brought him up a little bit ago, but the guy Tyre Whitehead again, you know, oh, out yeah, in yeah. fucking coverage. And I mean, Tannehill basically just said, oop, here's a matchup nightmare. What Our, does he do? What does he do? What does he do? That is good. I don't understand it. I'm going to get Sherlock Holmes and under- because he blows coverages. You know what I mean? Tackles through tackles to <laughs> me is like kind of a useless stat. And especially it is, if it, it depends on like, you know, especially if, you know, tackles need to be added with context, but in general, I feel like they're a useless stat to me and they don't really mean anything. Yeah. But what are, what aren't some useless stats are the ones that you sent me from pro football focus about this guy <laughs> to hear whiteheads, like coverage grades. I believe like this guy just, Let's up what in his in his coverage grades he's letting up almost about like eighty. Oh my god, dude, this is I mean, like this is like disgusting. His coverage grades I'm looking are at right now. His coverage grades are atrocious. His coverage grade for the for the season is forty five point two. That's awful. But yeah, like you said, he's a run defender, so we want him to be good at run def- defense. But his run defense grade's not that good either. Is that the mm. end of the end all be all for him? You know, obviously there's some ambiguity when it comes to PFF. But at the end of the day, he's not even being that great of a run defender. At the end of the day, PFF, regardless of how you feel about them and their grading system, it holds some weight. They know a little bit of what they're talking about, and he's not even doing that well. I mean, he's not even like a good run defensive linebacker at this point. And, I mean, we'll talk about it all the time. This is a passing league. You have to stop the pass. Linebackers that can cover, that's why you're seeing so many safeties convert to linebacker, are valuable, and he's awful at that. It's not even like... It's not even like a debate at this point how bad this guy is in the coverage. And, I mean, as we start to transition to the offseason, I mean, he's going to be one guy on my list where I'm going to mm-hmm. be looking up on his contract and figuring out how much dead money and how much it's worth to get rid of him at this point. 
unless they just get rid of him like right after week 17 who knows yeah <laughs> I, mean, ex- I mean exactly it's like it's it's almost it's almost worth the dead cap because he hurts your team more than anything yeah and yeah just to like like further like boost your point about like hey like this is a passing league. Who cares if he's like a good run defender? Same thing with Cleveland Farrell. This is a passing league. I yeah. mean, we all know Derrick Henry is their best offensive weapon. Yeah, Tannehill dictated that game. Mm-hmm. He's no, he's nowhere near as far. Like if you put and just if you compare the balance of scheme, like okay, Henry on a on an amazing day is gonna be so dominant. But Tannehill, he <laughs> he's not even an amazing player, but but he clearly was just carving them up i mean henry had a, like i said henry had a good game but i feel like they kind of bottled him up okay he didn't have major break run major breakthroughs no, across the line and such so that's a great win but you know that it really just came down to those third down conversions just channel hill just carving them up like a like a platter like just getting ready for thanksgiving dinner yeah um it's just it, it just really just stems to that and i mean i know Jonathan Abrams went out that first week. So I, I even mentioned in a couple episodes like early in the season, like, you know, maybe that kind of messed up his scheme because I think they were thinking about using like a bunch of linebackers in that role. And that's what mm-hmm. I was harping about. And it kind of seemed like that way. That's why the Raiders only had like, what, that's three, true. maybe four linebackers on the roster. Yeah, so four. I think that's a huge reason. So I think that's why, like, as much as like I'm, I'm like living in the moment, I'm like, God damn it, they got to really got to think about maybe letting Gunther go. It's still like, ah. I still got to restrain myself from thinking, you know, there's no one there. They're playing to hear Whitehead. They're <laughs> playing Nicholas Morrow, who I always like felt like he was going to take a next step. But, you know, he looks like he is who he is as well. And then yeah. Daryl Worley is like solid at the first half of the season he has. He's fallen off in the second half. And it's just this guy just he's he's not that great. He's more of like he you don't want him any higher than, than your number three corner. I mean, with Worley, it's kind of funny. Like, I feel like the point when they announced that they were going to be expanding his role and giving him a bigger role in the defense is the point where he started to play worse. Yes. Not to say that he's like bad or anything, you know, I, I, as far as when it comes back to bringing guys, you know, I think the Raiders are in a position that they kind of need to bring him back just because they're so devoid of talent on the defensive side of the ball. But it is like telling when it's like, okay, we've seen something, we've seen some promise out of this guy. We're going to give him a bigger role. And then he just starts playing terrible or not mm-hmm. terrible, but not what he was. At least, you know, we're expanding this guy's role and he's just not living up to the standards. It's almost like the David Amerson effect of this guy is good. He's good at what he does. But when you ask him to do more, he's just not as great as you, as you really would hope. He's not your number one corner. Trayvon Mullen to me right now is a better number one corner than it is for Dar- for Daryl Worley. Like, yeah, Mullen's not even getting picked on. That's what yeah. it looks like. It's funny because we were talking about when we were giving, when we were burying, carrying Conley, and we were propping up Worley. It's like, hey, it's revealing that they're picking on Conley and not Worley. Now it's revealing no, that they're the picking opposite, on yeah. Worley and not Trayvon Mullen. And, you know, after like his first couple of games, you know, Mullen looks like he's settled down and he's gotten used to the game speed and he's got a feel for his discipline and the scheme and everything and he's like just for the, the game in general that now it's like all right we're, we could we could figure out like a, a mismatch and get him whirly depends on how he how he comes out of his breaks i mean on his back pedal then we'll attack it and that's what they did with aj brown they were like <laughs> deep into their side of the territory and they just said oh hey, we're just gonna toss it over there we'll find aj somewhere yeah. and daryl was like i'm not gonna be somewhere i'm just gonna be like trailing 10 yards behind so that yeah. was just and it's just it's just once again just the why i think like and i think when we we said it was sean when he hopped on like a few weeks ago and as much as like gunther deserves like a lot of the slander and the criticism you know it's he, he's really not playing with much he's like going into a gunfight with a stick and a trash <laughs> bin for a cover so 
Yeah. He's not great, and he's showing that with adjustments, it's horrible. But uh, you know, maybe give him like a few more like key like stud players in there, and it'll be all right. I mean, look at Lamarcus Joyner; he's even flamed out too. I yeah. mean, he he just looks like a guy out there yeah. that's robbing what ten and a half million is what he's getting paid or eleven. But yeah, you know, it yeah. is what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, again, I I feel like I feel like Derek and Gunther are kind of in the same spot where you know the rest of the team is in such a bad spot that they're end up gonna they're going to end up coming back. Um, But at the end of the day, like I, like I said, I would like to see them. I would like to see what Gunther can do with better talent, but I'm not holding my breath at this point. You know, I haven't, haven't seen anything to change my mind. But all right, we're going to move on a little bit from the game. We're going to talk a little bit about the Josh Jacobs situation. You know, Mm. it was announced. uh, What was it earlier this earlier this week? I guess that, you know, he's been playing with that shoulder fracture I think and he revealed it on his own on that's his right, Snapchat yeah. story that's right, or his Instagram yeah. story. One of those two saying he's been playing with a fractured shoulder, which is which is insane. Pretty insane that he's been doing that. How much is this guy getting shot up every game just to do that? That's like yeah. pretty negative effects on his health. For sure. And I mean, I give the guy a ton of credit for playing through that. I don't know if it got worse or whatnot, um, but obviously didn't play today. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, at the, at the same time, you can only take so many uh, – cortisone shots and whatnot um yeah. to kind of numb that stuff up and it's one of those injuries where i remember they were talking about it where you basically the only way to heal it is to rest obviously playing football at the nfl level that's not rest so that begs the question we shutting him down what would you do jose i feel like you do yeah you shut him down he's a he's your first round pick for a reason he's still a young guy i mean he has the most tread and most mileage on his legs than he's ever had in his career True. i mean you're six and seven, and just like just like the other part of the reason why I thought the Raiders were not making the playoffs is the competition around you. There's no way in hell you're catching up to Tennessee. Had you won, that would have been great because then six would have been seven and six. You know, you would have been right there poised for a, a six seed. I think Pittsburgh yeah. also won today, so that was already in general tough. But, I yeah. mean, seven and six, eight and five, okay, that's manageable. You can still get the rest of the way. You have Jacksonville, who's looks like they're giving up in the season. They just let the Chargers <laughs> beat up on them. And then after that, like like we talked about, like we're not so sure about the Chargers matchup, especially the Broncos matchup. Drew freaking Locke destroying Balling, the Houston Texans. Man. I mean, talking about the Texans, man, one team that really just not has no consistency in them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just just shut them down, dude. You don't need yeah. to. This season is pretty much over. You had your shot. Now you're on a three game skid. Every three, all these games have pretty much been essentially a beatdown. Yep. And it's been embarrassing. I mean. This one at least is a little bit excusable because you did lose, have some injuries. But I mean, the other, the other team, come on, they're beat up and having some yeah. injuries too of their own. I don't know who exactly is out. But point is, everyone's dealing with injuries. Yeah. You get over it. You adjust. You adapt. You figure it out. Someone steps up, and none of these things are happening. That's a reflection on your team. So at this point, why just have him waste his mileage, keep getting hurt, and you know, especially getting shot up? I mean, at this point, as he's been playing for the fracture since the Green Bay game. I mean, come on, man. There's no. Just shut him down. There's only three more games left. He's he's more than proved that, yeah, he's this guy is a star for the future. And, like, he exactly, is a yeah. big, big reason for why this team was even in contention in the first place. Now that yeah. you're out, I mean, no, just just let it be, man, at this point. we There's no way. There's no point in just rolling him out. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. agree. You know, if it if they had won today and they still had an outside shot at the playoffs, sure, you roll them until you're, you're pretty much eliminated like they are now. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, like this is the most tread he's ever had on his tile tires, mm-hmm. which is a fucking great point where his guy's never not used to this kind of workload. 
And like I said, this injury gets better by resting, not by him keep going out there. I mean, yeah, just smacking fools. I don't care if this, yeah. he's already wearing shoulder pads. You're still feeling that impact. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, the I feel like the only thing you lose by sitting him is maybe he doesn't win Offensive Rookie of the Year, which I'll be honest. Yeah, exactly. I'll be honest. I don't really give a shit about. We all know he deserves it. He's a hell of a player. And I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, like, you're now not thinking about 2019. You're thinking about 2020, 2021, and 2022. You mm -hmm. need to – this guy, we've seen – we've now seen how inept this offense can be. We saw how bad this offense could be without him. You do not want to roll into that at the beginning of next year or something like that or risk him mm -hmm. you know, having some sort of lingering issue with this shoulder because, I mean – you break a bone like you can fuck that up more like you can make that break worse yeah. and make it need surgery at Go this talk point to Cam Newton. like yeah i mean at, at this point like it's just like just shut him down you got nothing to play for or yeah you've got i mean yeah you do have nothing to play for there's no reason that guy should be playing like call it a season hell of a rookie campaign and move on it's kind of funny how we're in this case that uh how pivotal of a player he is and like you like i just thought about it right now when you said oh we've seen like how the team is without him and how like an ep they are i mean who's is this josh jacobs's team now i mean i think it essentially Maybe. is because you know yeah. <laughs> without him it feels like all is lost and without Carr, you know as much as like okay that's that's definitely a huge drop off but i feel like with jacobs i mean just just think about that <laughs> We're, yeah. if you're gonna and i'm pretty sure a good amount of the raider nation would agree with this that Josh Jacobs is more valuable to that offense than Derek Carr is. That's yeah. you think about it, you. If you're gonna have a running back that outweighs a quarterback, then you know <laughs> that's not that's that's not what you want. The most interchangeable position against the most important yeah. position is dictating it. That's horrendous. And because even today, you know, the running game did do okay with Jalen and DeAndre. They did do okay. Yeah, you know, obviously sure. wasn't next level, of course, with Josh Jacobs, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just yeah, just shut him down. He is your guy for the future. He is your franchise guy even more than Carr. Yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean, I feel like the decision's easy for Gruden at this point. Like, let's be smart about this. Put away the pride and all that good stuff. But and just just call it a year for him. How to hell a little year. bit, a little bit. I kind of do want him to play next week just because you know it's the last game in Oakland. At least at least win yeah. that one and we're going there. <laughs> so I mean, come on, play that one, make a good one because then. Yeah. If they lose, especially a loss like this, I was planning to be like, damn, I'm just going to walk around Kali for like at least like 30 minutes after the game's over, chill, yeah. maybe go in the parking lot. You know, maybe we'll go in. out there and chill and like with some tailgate and just like enjoy one last time. But if they get blown out. I'm going to be pissy. I'm going to be like, you know what? This this is actually might be the best way to close that out this memory. Yeah. I mean, and that brings up or that transitions well to uh, talking mm -hmm. about the Jags game, you know. I think we're going to steal a little bit of uh, something that our friends at Black Hill Banter did. You know, the Jags, look, the Jags suck. Like we said, the playoffs are out of the question. The biggest thing or the biggest storyline this next of the week from Monday till Sunday is going to be the last game of the Cauley. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Jose. I grew up in the East Bay. I know you grew up in the Bay Area, too. Going to the Cauley was one of my favorite things to do. One of my favorite things to do with my dad, where we have so many great memories. I can remember us literally fighting on the way to the BART train. And then it's like, as soon as we hit the tar or the, that little gateway, that walkway to the Coliseum, it was just like nothing else happened. And it was kind of like our safe space. And I mean, I just, I'm just curious, man, you got a, you got a story or anything about the Cauley or a favorite moment that you've ever had there that you want to share with the people. 
I mean, everyone knows, especially like because most of our listeners are pretty much some OG fans who've been there. I mean, everyone knows how good the tailgate is, the environment is. You know, it's it's a dump, but it's our dump that you like to always exclaim on this. <laughs> um, but no, just honestly, it's just pretty much just the games I've seen there. I mean, one of the games that I'll always like cherish with me. I mean, you think about the 2016 years and like those games are awesome to be just there in person. Yep. Like, wow, this team is actually finally good in my lifetime. It <laughs> kind of sucks. Like, you know, one good year and the rest has just been horrendous. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of games I've put in my top five, top 10. I mean, even just the one with just, just like a few weeks ago or not a few weeks ago, like a month ago against L against the Chargers on Thursday night, that game was yep. just vibes and just fun as hell. That was great, and the fact that I hate the Chargers made it even better. <laughs> but, I mean, if I'm going to dwindle it down to one game, I mean, it's going to have to be the one in 2010 against the Kansas City Chiefs when, like, the Raiders were 4-4, yep. and four, the Chiefs were 5-4, and four, and that was the year when the Raiders won every game against the AFC West. And it yeah. was pouring rain. It wasn't sold out. There wasn't that many people there. I sat all the way in the highest section, like on 305 on the south end. <laughs> and I sat in the last row. So I was pretty much right by the scoreboard. You know, we had a bunch of fans next to us who were like some OG dudes, some older, some older dudes that are like hella cool and chill. And like we were burning down with them. And we were doing our own thing. And it's just that game was just awesome. It's just the rain didn't disrupt this, didn't disrupt the like the quality of the game that much. I mean, Man, then Jacoby Ford just took off and was like a light was like lightning in that storm because it was pretty much what storming that day and then they defeated yeah. them and they became first in the AFC West for the first time in like so long and then they went to that bye and it looked like everything was good and they finished season eight and eight. So that game was just amazing just to watch it be around. I mean, I know there's a bunch of other games I could circle back to because I was even at the final game of Charles Woodson's career. That one was dope yeah. as well. Wish that was one there. went to overtime it was a Christmas Eve game. Even last year's Christmas Eve game for the Denver game, which Felt, which was originally thought to be the last college <laughs> game, which now I think about it, shoot, I wish it was because that game, that experience, everything was awesome and just top notch. But that's one game just because it spoke to like the little kid in me because I was a kid going to that game. Um, there's too many games to reel off though if I'm gonna be like, oh, this was a good game in general and this gave up these vibes. But everyone knows what it is. I mean, I was just thinking about that's why I was thinking about today when I'm, I was like, this game's out of reach. I'm just gonna take a one good look and be like, man. Just one more of this and it's all yep. over, which sucks. I mean, I'm turning it to a positive because I've already accepted it. And it's been over, especially last year because yeah. I thought it was over. <laughs> so, I mean, the only positive I can see about this is like, cool, because like now I can, if I want to, I can go travel and like go to an away game that they're going. So use that, you know, as like a double, as like a double dipping. Cool. I get to travel yep. to a cool city and I get to watch them play. So it's kind of like a... You know, it's kind of maybe a little bit. I've kind of accepted it and can like trick myself thinking it's a good thing now. <laughs> and cause, plus, sometimes I like just, you know, I like sitting at home and chilling and watching the game instead, yeah. you know, just being lazy in your bed or wherever you're going to be at, you know. But Definitely. it's, it's, it's going to suck because you already know Vegas is not going to be like the tailgate experience or anything like that. And the vibes, who knows yeah. about that? I mean, it's just, it definitely is a heartbreaker. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like you said, like the tailgates, you know, especially in the last 20 years have been almost more fun than the games. And yeah. it's just like, that's, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, like you said, and like we've, I think a lot of people have harped on and on Twitter and whatnot is, you know, that's what we're really going to miss in Vegas. You know, Vegas is not going to be able to replicate that. Now, granted, I'm going to have no problem playing blackjack till kickoff. So I can do that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think as far as, you know, moments in the Coliseum, I can think of 
three really. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use one cop out. It's like kind of the the 2016 season. That was the first year my dad and I got season tickets because it was the first year I was out of college and whatnot. And uh, I mean, obviously that year was just amazing to you know sit through all the years in the 2000s and uh, see them finally make the playoffs. Awesome. And then I was actually at the last playoff game at the Coliseum when they beat the Jets. That was a pretty surreal moment. Obviously, having it, you know, the magnitude of the game and seeing them win against the Jets was pretty sweet in the playoffs. And then uh, I think um, one of the be- best moments for me was actually going to come from 2017 in uh, that Thursday night game where they played the Chiefs and the Chiefs oh, were. Oh, yes. Uh, That's easily my top yeah. five. So, my dad and I season tickets, we were in that end zone, uh, second level, but in that end zone where Crabtree scored. So, it happened right in front of us. You know, it was just a huge game. I, I literally, in fact, I'll never forget this. My friend never lets me forget this. My friend who's a Broncos fan asked me if I wanted to, if he should start Derek Carr or like someone else. And I told him, absolutely not. Don't go with Derek. And then, of course, Derek goes <laughs> off for like 500 yards and, you know, four touchdowns. So he never lets me forget that one. But just seeing that, like, you know, it was just such an anomaly, especially now when we think about it. Of you know, I remember Amari Cooper had 200 yards and a tug. Crabtree had the game winner. Carr played well against Kansas City. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. And <laughs> it was just like the perfect moment where I thought they were going to turn the corner on the season. Obviously, it didn't happen. But to have that moment, I just remember that high that I was feeling and uh, I guess really been chasing for a while now. It's just just to have that and have all those yeah. memories with my dad. It, it's really going to be hard to to see it to see it go. You know, obviously, we're going to have have Vegas and whatnot still have those moments. But it's just kind of like. Yeah, it's just not the same, man. It's 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 gonna feel weird the first few years, you know. I I'm not one of those people that, um, you know, Oakland Raiders till I die or whatever, Oakland forever. Yeah. But it is it is tough to it is gonna be tough and weird to call them the Las Vegas Raiders moving forward. It's gonna be sad, it's a really sad scene on a Sunday, and hopefully a good one too. So yeah, it's the end, definitely the end of an era. And I was thinking about it today. I was getting like too, I was getting too deep into my future. Like, damn. Yeah. Ever have a son? I'm not gonna be able to take him to these games either. Do what my dad did, so that kind of sucks a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Just like you, just like gag and like, I'm not gonna be able to have that experience anymore because we don't really do much like hanging out outside of that. So like that's that's definitely I think the number one thing that's gonna be killer and probably for yeah. everyone else too. Yeah, just trying to go to the area, not just just to watch the team, but just for like the experience of going with like you know the family and the friends that they go with. So. Yeah. That's definitely something. I mean, of course, it could still work in Vegas, but I mean, obviously, you know, going far away, it's just not. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not going to yeah. be the same, man. But yeah. that's part of life. Things change. You just got to accept it and just figure it out and move on. It is. I mean, the collie, the collie is where I fell, fell in love with football, man. So it always have a special place in my heart, no matter uh, how big of a dump it it might be. <laughs> All right, let's All right, uh, let's get Hold off on. this emotional Hold on. note. Hold on, man. I'm I'm going off. I'm I'm going acapella with like a nice little uh, random question to the to the listeners. All right, because there's something today that happened that you were involved with that uh, I do not <laughs> that do not take offense to. I didn't take offense to. I just think it would have been work. It would have worked nicely to ask other people about this question. So, so listeners, if there is a situation where you're at a tailgate, for example, and someone offers you a beer, they have it in their hand, they give it to you, say you're you're pretty much sober, you accepted. I'm drinking a good amount today. You know, the beer is like something that, you know, the other person would like. So it's like an extension. So here, I know you would appreciate this. This is my gratitude. This is my out of my gratitude. Is it rude to not accept it and say no thanks or I'll have one later? 
or do you just grab it like the right choice? Because that is what <laughs> Matt did today when I handed him a beer. I was like, here you go, man. And he oh. was like, oh, I have one in my hand. And I was like, excuse me? Oh nah, nah, don't take the wrong way. I did not get buggered because <laughs> I personally don't care. I just thought it was fun. Like, think about it. Like, just to tease your friends. Like, you hand your friend a beer. Here's something. Or even anything. It doesn't even have to be a beer. But in this context, <laughs> Matt was was pretty sober. He was just drinking Coronas, essentially. And I was like, here, man. Have a beer. <laughs> have a beer. Here's my collection. I'm giving you one. Isn't that breaking the code to say, nah, I can't okay. take this? In my defense... I one had a twelve pack in front of me, and I was not sober. I had had like I was pro I was I was feeling a little little heater going at that point, and like you said, I had one open, and two you only had four, so I didn't want to be the dick and be like, oh yeah, yeah I can I'll take one of your beers and yeah, it was four. Like, me, my dad, Chris, and you. That was the thing. <laughs> oh shit, my so bad, dude. That's that's the thing. You don't you don't you don't over analyze when someone gives you and is like here have this when someone's extending their hand you don't overanalyze it you just look and like oh, cool like even today freaking the delon the, whatever the, the leons they they he he's like hey you want a beer and i asked i was like hey what's available is the Pliny available is that available and i was like hey i'll go with that nice sidecar and it was awesome <laughs> i didn't tell him nah go f yourself like you did <laughs> oh wow which is essentially what was what's going on so listeners think about that and please reply is it is it rude to do that? Once again, if you're pretty okay, you're not you're not it's gonna it's not gonna lead to any danger. Like I said, like Matt wasn't nearing throwing up or anything. No, no. So sure, sure he's feeling a little buzz. But point is, even if you have a beer in your hand, someone's like, here, you want a beer? Oh, cool, thanks. I'm gonna have this right after. You don't just say, <laughs> nah, I'm good. You know, that's pretty much you know the 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 the, the finger the finger that you all stick when you're not pleased with something. So. That just, just, just something to simmer on right before we do our nice little pick. I tell you what, thoughts. give me a chance to redeem myself next week. Nah, you, you, you're, you're done. I blew it. You blew it, man. You what? had the free throw. You had the game winner, and you missed it. You, you're not. You didn't miss it. You just threw it the other, the wrong basket. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I'm sorry it. to offend. Sorry to. You offend. did Derek Carr. You're on fourth and one. You just threw it away. I, you didn't I even threw it away. It. That's that's a good. That's a really good anomaly or whatever the word is for that. But yeah. My bad. My bad. I was trying to save more booze for you. My fault. There was four. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, <laughs> it's really I mean. not a big deal. It was just funny. I ended up drinking anyways. It, I just think this is it just I'm just wanted to pose that. Just is that rude, everyone? So think about that and please get at us because that's <laughs> something we really want to do. We might even pull it for a tweet. So that's just something that's funny just to poke with your friends. All right. I'll uh I'll be better next time. I'll I'll pull <laughs> pull my Derek car. You know, I'll execute it better next time. Well, you might just – we already know who you are now. So, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We got picks without thought. All right. I don't know how we're doing because we're not keeping track because I really don't want to because it's probably bad. Well, I know we got smoked on Thursday because oh, Dallas yeah. screwed us. Yeah, of course, like always. Yeah. But – all right, and just a heads up for anyone who's listening. These lines were doing this on Sunday night. Obviously, a lot of fluctuation. If you've been listening for a while, you get it at this point as quick as we can, as quickly as, as quickly as we can get through all of these games. All right, cue the music. And all right, first game, Jose, we got Thursday night football, the Jets at the Ravens. The Ravens are 14 and a half point favorites. Who you got? Sheesh. Just give me the New York. New York has is not that is not that bad, even though they laid an egg last week. Not today, because they won against Miami, but 
14 and a half, that's... I, I don't touch those in general, but I'll always take the underdog. Yeah, yeah. Too many, too many damn points, especially this late in the year on a Thursday. Give me the points there. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we got the uh, Bears at the Packers. Packers are favored by five. This one, uh, you know, it puts me in a little bit of a, a little bit of a pet pretzel here, if I can get those words out. Um, just because the Bears have been playing well last couple weeks. Ultimately, I think I'm gonna go with the Packers, though. I think they're the better team, and uh, I think they win by a touchdown. How about you? Yeah, Trubisky is finally able to hit a simple out route. It's great to see of him. But, no, I think I'm going to have to go. Even though it's in Chicago, I'm still going to have to go with Green Bay, man. It's, it's in just, Green Bay. I don't trust. I don't, oh, it's in Green Bay? Yeah. Oh, even better. Okay, cool. Well, of course, that makes sense. They were minus three, now they're minus five. Uh, that's even better than, I. yeah, I just can't. I can't. I don't trust Chicago. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, and then we got the uh, Broncos at the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by 11 and a half right now. Who you got? Denver, 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 Denver. Oh, uh, more Denver. Yeah, definitely. I think Denver showed a lot today by beating down the Texans. I don't think they lose by two two t- or two possessions against the Chiefs. Drew freaking Locke, man. I can't believe yeah. it. Man. What a weird, what a weird uh, year it's been. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, and then we got the uh, Texans at the Titans. The Titans are favored by three. Who you got there? The Titans or the Texans are favored by three? The Titans are favored by three. That was a lot of My bad. Titans are favored by three. Oh, man. Dude, that's a lot. That's, that's going to be... That's pretty much... Since Houston lost today, that's going to be for the AFC South. This yep. is going down the wire. Houston's really dropping the ball. I think I'm going to ride the hot hand with Tennessee. Nice. Yeah. I, I'll say the same thing. I, you know, I like Tennessee's run game. I like their defense. And mm-hmm. I think I said it last week, two weeks ago. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on them and not really giving them the, cre- the credit they need. I'll go with the Titans there. All right, a toilet bowl. We got the Dolphins against the Giants. Giants are favored by three and a half. Um, I think Eli's still going to be playing. Might be one of his Probably. last home games in New York. Give me the Giants, but who cares? <laughs> in the toilet bowl part two, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Miami. I, I'm not sleeping okay. on Miami still. They're, they're, they're trying to finish the season strong. They're not tanking as bad because Brian Flores is building culture there. So give me that minus. Yeah. I like I do I mean, like give what the Brian Flores has done over there. Been a... Been a underrated uh, work over there no doubt all right and then we got the pats at the Bengals. the pats are favored by 10 <laughs> um i mean i just new england because since he's that bad who you got i mean it? new england's been looking pretty sloppy too but i feel like the defense is still great and show up against so give me new england yeah i can't there's not much thought behind that one all right, and then uh, we got the uh, Eagles at the Redskins, and then the Reds or the sorry, the Eagles are favored by six on the road. Who you got? Ooh, man, uh, give me Washington. Give me Washington. Okay. I don't. I mean, I know we haven't seen Eagles play this week, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say give me the Washington. Yeah, I'd like to see Philly play how they come out tomorrow, but um, ultimately. I just I can't put any faith in the Redskins right now. I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles on that one. Make it a little more interesting, uh, or the NFC East a little more interesting down the stretch. All right, and then we got the uh, Seahawks at the Panthers. The Seahawks are favored by five and a half. Currently getting their asses kicked, if I remember correctly, from the last time we watched by the uh, the Rams. I think I'm gonna go with the Seattle here. I think Carolina, the wheels are starting to fall off the wagon. Firing Ron Rivera wasn't his fault over there. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with Seattle here. Yeah, Seattle as well. It's just they just they just showed out flat today against Atlanta. They're, they're done. Seattle's yeah. gonna have an easy win. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, and then we got the uh, Bucks at the Lions. Bucks are favored by four. Who you got? 
favored by four, man. Talk about Jameis. Throws yeah. 400, throws four tugs, but will just turn <laughs> it over like crazy, yet they still have a dominant performance. It's crazy. Give me a, give me Tampa. I'll take Tampa. Take Tampa there. I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the home dog there. I think uh, because of what you said with Detroit's defense, I think they can take advantage of a couple of Jameis Winston boneheaded throws and turnovers. So I I kind of like <laughs> that one there. All right, and then we got the uh, Browns at the Cardinals, which is just a terrible color matchup. But just, <laughs> just the aesthetics on there do not like. The uh, Browns are favored by two and a half against the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I know they haven't been playing well recently, but I honestly, the Browns, they're just like another team where the wheels falling off the wagon right now. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't have any faith in them. How about you? I think I'm going to go with Cleveland, actually, much against okay. the grain, mainly because Kyler Murray, ever since coming out of that break the last two weeks, has just been turnover machine, man. It's just, he's, he's finally like, I think he's hit that rookie, rookie wall, and the Browns are like, we, we know who they are, but they, they still come out and still perform somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, somewhat. We'll see. But, uh, <laughs> all right, and then the next game up, Jags at the Raiders. Raiders are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you like there, Jose? Oh, that's it? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure – I really do think there's a strong chance they're going to IR Josh Jacobs this week, dude. I just I just, I just, just feel like that's what's going to happen, especially now that they know that they're out of the playoffs. Um, you, you take that out, then they probably give him, like, maybe that extra point or two. Um <sighs> Give me Jacksonville. Give me Ooh. Jacksonville. I do not trust the. I have no faith in this defense of the Raiders. They're <laughs> gonna get. They're gonna get Minshewed, maniac all over them. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the homer here. I just, I can't get over the fact of how big this game is. You know, seeing what they did last year in the last game of the Collie, one point yeah. out. I, I'm just gonna have to take the Raiders here and go with five and a half. They better win. They I mean, better win. They, they should win. I don't think they'll have a problem winning. I just, I just can't, I just can't envision it in my head, but yeah, <laughs> it's still too fresh. I feel it. All right. And then we got the Vikings in LA at the Chargers. The uh, Vikings are favored by three right now. I think for me, this is a slam dunk. I think the Chargers are uh, falling down the hill this season if they, if they haven't already. And I'm going to have to go with Minnesota here. What about you? Yeah, Minnesota easy too as well. I mean, no one shows up for Chargers games anyway, so there's no home field advantage. I mean, I think it's going to be Minnesota's. I mean, I know LA did smoke the Jaguars, which also could be behoove the Raiders because the Jaguars came out flat. But, yep. you know, LA is LA, and the Vikings are a different team, so they're probably going to choke that game. Plus, I'm sure Minnesota people will have no problem getting away from a Minnesota winner to go to L.A. Yeah. and uh, catch a game. <laughs> All right, and then we got the uh, Falcons at the Niners. The Niners are favored by 11. I mean, for me, I, I like what the Niners do. I really do enjoy watching the Niners play, but I'm going to have to go with Atlanta here. Just, again, too many points. I, I mean, I feel like the Niners coming off a big win and coming off a road trip maybe have a stumble out of the gates a little bit on this one. What about you? You know what? I think uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with. I, I want to go with Atlanta, but because it's outside, and it might be a little bit chilly. You know, Matt Ryan loves that dome of his, and outside. <laughs> I think out, when you look at when they someone they take the stats away when he's away from the Georgia Dome or Mercedes-Benz Stadium now, he's pretty bad. So as much as I don't like going against the double digits, I think the Niners are gonna win by a good 14 or 13. It's nice, nice. All right, and then we got the uh, Rams at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by three right now. That could easily change with the result of tonight. Who do you got? Well, the Rams just smoked Seattle, so I'm, I'm, if I'm <laughs> right after I think we're done with this, I'm gonna actually lay that bet and take <laughs> the take the Rams off top easily. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Rams here too. Again, I kind of like, I even kind of like the money line. Rams are hot right now. I doubted them last week or heading into this week, and uh, they yep. proved me wrong. I'm gonna go with the Rams there too. All right, and then we got the Bills at the Steelers. The Steelers are a point and a half favorite over the Bills. I mean, I the Bills are another team for me. I know they lost today to the Ravens. But they're another team to me that a lot of people are sleeping on that I think can do a lot of damage uh, coming down the stretch. And I'm going to have to go with the Bills here. I think they get it done in, in Pittsburgh. What about you? Yeah, same as well. I mean, at least Bell Bills actually have somewhat of an offense. I mean, Steelers don't really. I mean, they've been managing, you know, without James Conner, a starting quarterback, and Juju. But, I mean, how much longer is that going to last for? I mean, give me Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then wrapping things up with Monday night, we got the Colts at the Saints. Beginning of the season would have been a great game, not so much down the stretch. Yeah. And the Saints are now favored by nine. Who you got? Yeah, you're going to have to go with the Saints just because of yep. what they did to the Niners today and almost pulled that one out. And the Colts just look like, you know, it's it's done for them. It's, it, it's pretty much done at this yeah. point for them. The Colts, yeah, I mean, like you said, the Colts are kind of in the same spot as the Raiders. Not mathematically eliminated, but, you know, everybody knows they're eliminated. I think Frank Reich did a hell of a job coaching that team without Andrew Luck and with Jacoby Brissett. Definitely. But at the end of the day, you need your you need your superstar quarterback, and I'm going to go with the Saints in that one. All right, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap things up. Jose, where, where can the good people find you? At Jay Sanchez SI. Get at me, people. All right, and you can follow me on Twitter at mholder95. Follow the pod if you're not already at Sweetfly. Of course, give us those five-star reviews wherever you listen. And other than that, until next week.